This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to a comics episode of the Animaniacast. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we explore the series episode by episode. We talk about all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And of course, in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again in Los Angeles, it's my brother Nathan. Is this the end of the podcast? No. Is this the end of the This is the beginning of the podcast. Oh, okay. Sorry, I zoned out and I wasn't (laughs) sure. (laughs) Nope, this is just the beginning. Okay, sorry. Every time I hear this is just the beginning, I think of Count Dooku and Attack of the Clones. He goes, this is just the beginning. Anyway. But that's like towards the end of the movie, right? Yeah, exactly. So it was, he lied. He lied. He was just like, there's only five minutes left in this movie. Doesn't have much of a ring, though. (laughs) Anyway. So today we are talking about the breakup of Pinky and the brain. What? Well. How could it be? This is, this happened in a comic book? I don't know. This would be huge news you know like i know well it's all in issue number 11 of animaniacs which premiered in march of 1996 uh nathan someone asked you about this little comic right here what would you what would you tell them um there's a pinky in the brain and a warner's thing in it there sure is (laughs) (laughs) that's a very good description Uh, though to be more precise the the Pinky and the Brain one that we're going to be talking for about is called uh, Brain for Brain. And then we have a spooky question mark <laughs> um, <laughs> Warner's uh, cart, uh, comic, and that is called Frankly Frankenstein. Ooh, spooky. Yes. Um, so these are two, so they brought the, the heavy hitters in this one, as it were. Um, still no Good Feathers or Slappy Squirrel dedicated comics. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have another uh, set of useless facts. Yeah, I get an appearance of Rita and Runt in that. Yeah. So, And we get some uh, brains teasers. <laughs> well, before we get into our discussion of today's episode, or comic book, I should say, we have a contest going on. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Wait. That should be a happy sound. <laughs> <laughs> yay, yay, yay. <laughs> Whatever. The contest that we have going on is for a QMX Q-Fig of the Good Feathers, which by itself, that would be cool enough for any Animaniacs fan, right? I mean, yeah. it's awesome. But... I mean, they look really good. Like, these are... Oh, yeah, they're high like... High quality, yeah. Like, absolutely. <laughs> and, and so cool that they actually made the Good Feathers, too. Not only are you going to be in the running for uh, this QMX figure, this QFig, but it has been signed by the voice actors behind the Good Feathers. Whoa! 
That's right. Maurice LaMarche, John Mariano, Chick Venera, and the creator of Animaniacs, Tom Ruger. Wow. all signed this. And we got this signature. We got these signatures back for our Good Feathers reunion that we had last month. And if you haven't checked out that episode, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I I, I agree because <laughs> this is probably that's going to be the much better episode than <laughs> any of the episodes since that one, anyone before that one. You know, well, it's yeah, hey, best yeah, episode. Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying. Well, just listen to that and don't listen to any other episodes wait, ever. No, never. Wait, Nate. <laughs> oh, wait. You're doing you a gotta bad listen job to at least. No, 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 no. Subscribe yeah. and listen to every episode. That's but true. especially that episode. Right. And then and then they have to listen to at least one more if they want to win this thing. Exactly. <laughs> what do they have to do to actually be in the running to get this figure, Nathan? Okay, so uh, they need to somehow get into iTunes and leave a positive five star review and comment. Uh, it's just saying, like, awesome uh, podcast or something. I don't know. You know, hey, these guys are the best Animaniacs fans, and I love them because they know everything about Animaniacs ever. Uh, they're right about everything all the time. Write those exact words. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, yes. And so you can head on over to uh, iTunes. Uh, if you have an iPhone, it's pretty easy to do. You have a, you know, the Apple Podcast app. But if you don't, you have to go through you know, a little extra step. If you download iTunes onto your computer, you can find us on there and then leave that uh, five-star rating and review on there. And uh, coming up July, <laughs> July, January 31st, I should say, we'll go ahead and put all the usernames into a... Uh, a digital hat, as it were, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll pick one at random and announce the winner on February. What is that? Second? Is that the Sunday? Yeah, I think right. we'll we might have Tom Ruger on that show, right? Yes, a... we're planning on having Tom Ruger on next. Well, not next week, but not in next the next week. couple weeks <laughs> on the on our announcement episode. So exactly. So. Uh, yeah, it's February 3rd, by the way. That's the, that's when the episode comes out. That's the Sunday. So February 3rd, that's when the announcement will be. And that's also when we'll be talking to Tom Ruger once again. And this time we're going to be talking about, uh, well, just the, what it was like with working on Kids WB in the, you know, specifically with Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. And the, the kids move WB. from Fox to WB kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And then kind of, um, we might even be able to get down into the winding down of the, uh, the series as well and talk about some specific episodes that we've had some questions about so that'll yeah. be a great uh that'll be, be a great interesting discussion. like a little cross like because he's working on so many things at the same time oh, too he's got yeah yeah so that's gonna be it'll be a lot to talk about so absolutely so you can send your questions into us by the way uh, animaniacast at retrozap.com and then we can add them to the little pile and uh well Get them in as soon as possible because uh, we like to make sure that Tom's able to fully answer your questions and go through his files and everything like that. So <laughs> he can prepare a little bit for some of these at least. Exactly. So animatingcast at retrozap.com. Get your questions in and, of course, leave those positive five-star ratings and reviews so you can be in the contest to get that QMX figure. And thank you very much to QMX Quantum Mechanics for donating that and, of course, those wonderful voice actors and Tom Ruger for signing it. Yeah, these people were like have not been in the same room for 20 years, so to get all four of them to sign a thing is going to be I mean, that's that's it's a priceless piece of collection, so it's exactly. pretty awesome. Incredibly rare stuff. 
let's go ahead and talk about today's comic book. But before we do, let's talk about where to find this comic. Um, so to find this comic, well, number one, you can find it by purchasing it online. I think uh, there's some, you know, you can go on eBay and go to uh, mycomicshop.com. And of course, well, you could try your local comic shop. If you're lucky, they might have a, an issue uh, or two of Animaniacs. It's a hard series to find, actually, in hand, if you, unless you go to a, an online retailer, is what I have found. But if you kind of say, oh, I don't know, go on Google and type in Animaniacs comic scan, something like that. <laughs> oh, I think you might be able to find this issue pretty easily. I'm just saying. It's, it's out there. It's out there. <laughs> So if you if you would like to read along with us and turn the page whenever we say the word narf, which we won't. <laughs> so just keep staring at that cover keep page. Keep staring at the cover. Uh, you can those are your options right there. Let's talk about brain for brain. And brain for brain was written by Bobby J.G. Weiss. Penciler was Walter Carzon. Inker was Mike DiCarlo, letterer Agnes Panaha, colorist Joe Mignot, and Nathan, tell us what happens here in Brain for Brain. Oh boy, okay. So, uh, Pinky and the Brain are in the lab, they're trying to figure out what to do tonight, and Brain decided not to do anything, or rather, not to try to take over the world tonight, because, uh, what he wants to do is fire Pinky, I guess. Uh... Shocking. Yeah, he's he's decided that every time he's failed at taking over the world, it's always been Pinky's fault. So what he needs is a genius that's as smart as himself. So uh, he invents uh, basically a duplication machine, and he shoots it at himself and creates a duplicate of himself. So uh, Pinky's been fired. Um, Brain feels sad for a second, but quickly... Uh, doesn't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, this brain, this duplication machine is kind of a weird uh, combination between a ray gun and a hair dryer. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a hair dryer, but uh, shoots like a ray gun. Um, <laughs> it it kind of works like, like it, the... like it looks like a pump and feels like a sneaker or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're too young to remember that commercial, but whatever. Um, I was thinking of the or fits uh, like a pump. Uh, feels like a sneaker. That's what that commercial was, and it's it's a is it pumping it your shoe. It's a shoe. Com- Never mind, Nathan. The Nike. Is it- no, it was it was a woman's <laughs> a shoe insole commercial. Oh, okay. Is what I believe that that whole thing was. Anyway, I thought it was those ones where you pump them up a lot and then it explodes in your face. Like yep. in, that happened uh, too with women's shoes. They all exploded okay. at the end. That's why they had to recall those uh, foot insoles. Well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he shoots himself successfully, and the other brain is just like him, uh, so much so that they can't figure out which one's the real brain, almost. Uh, so the real brain hits a, gets a giant stamp with the number two on it and hits the other brain with it. So now there's one brain with nothing on his head and one with a big number two on his head. Um, but this number two brain, he doesn't like being number two. He wants to be equal to brain. So uh, what he does, he steals the duplication machine and runs outside. Um, and the brain has to go chase after himself. And he's like, where am I? You know, something like that. Uh, 
he's like, where would I go if I were to do this? Which, um, which he has done. Um, and he's like, oh no, I wouldn't. And he did. He went into an alleyway and duplicated himself again. So now two has a, th- a number three somewhere. So they have to go searching for number three. Luckily, I guess number two had a number three stamp with him, which is yeah. very convenient. Uh, <laughs> well, they are the brain. The brain is very smart to make sure he can always at least find or craft a stamp. Yes. I would think before he does his duplication, he's going to get maybe, that stamp first. Maybe the brain had one of those little stamps, you know, that the librarians use. You know, you just change the date on oh, it. Oh, so maybe. He just kind of twists the, the stamp. He probably has it in his pocket and yeah. that got duplicated every time. That's probably uh, it. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> so they find number three, and it turns out number three had already duplicated himself, and number four had run off with the machine. So then, you know, some time has passed, and now we see that there's we're in the upper 400s or you know there's at least 439 brains going in a circle trying to figure out how to get the other brain um and they're all trying to figure out what's going on and then that's when brain hears pinky call out to him um and he says pinky i'm so glad to see you stuff like this uh and he wants pinky back but pinky doesn't know if uh he wants to join him because uh you know he he threw him out and that hurt Pinky's feelings. And I'm glad that Pinky's standing up for himself. He's just not just going to roll over for Brain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, he'll do it on one condition. Um, he'll have to be... Uh, he won't be taken for granted anymore. And he won't be thrown out again. And he'll have to get the dessert pellets all next week. Uh, well, so maybe. Like, yeah. <laughs> the Brain <laughs> says, crazy. don't push it, Pinky. <laughs> So maybe he'll get a few dessert pellets next week. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. But he'll at least not get thrown out or be taken for granted. So that's nice. Um, so then they're back together, and then they have to figure out where all the brains went, because now they're all gone. And Pinky's like, well, where would you go if you wanted to try to take over the world? And he's like, that's right. I want to go back to the lab. So they go back to the lab, and no one's there. But then Brain's like, don't worry. If I know myself, I'll be here any second. And then that's when all the brains co- pop in. And the brain says that you all have to follow me and that uh, Pinky will be my number two. And then all the brains say, no, I want Pinky to be my number two. Um, And then Pinky's feeling so loved. And then the brains all start revolting. Uh, It almost starts looking like this zombie, like invasion you know like we yeah. saw world war z remember world war z when like they're climbing up the walls yeah this starts turning into like because there's like hundreds <laughs> or thousands of brains in the yeah, in the lab i think there's 1347 is what he says oh wow so um so they all start chasing him and you know climbing yeah. over stuff to get them so uh it's the brain says well if we zap them again i i don't know why this would a second blast of the ray's energy should reverse the initials effect although clearly that's not true because they've already all been zapped twice at least (laughs) 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 but uh basically i think he just turned on the death ray version of this because he kills them all they're all like sentient beings that he's killing so it's kind of sad i would think but whatever uh anyways he (laughs) zaps him um and then he accidentally hits a mirror and there's a big zapping sound and you find out that the machine's been broken and he says oh i should have known it wouldn't last more than 1347 uses in a single evening and he's like all right will you be able to fix it and pinky and brain's like oh i'll fix it pinky 
One way or another, I will fix it. And you look around the room, and there's a bunch of pinkies dancing around. So, um, yeah, Brain's pink- going to kill all those pinkies, too. <laughs> yeah. Pinky got... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pinky got uh, slammed apparently in that last hit right there. Yeah, you you would assume you don't see it happen. Like, you yeah, would assume the, someone get hit, something gets hit. Yeah, so. the the gun hit the uh, what what was it that the mirror on a it's magnifying a mirror glass? off of a ma- yeah a magnifying glass yeah so. microscope. I mean, yeah, <laughs> whatever they magnify <laughs> things. <laughs> Micro- some things more microscopic than others, but they magnify yeah, them. It's a super magnifying glass, as the uh, scientists called it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I agree, Nate. I didn't catch that, Nathan, that yes, it is indeed not the the second time they get shot, but it should have said, like, if they're going to do this, uh, that a third blast from the ray's energy should reverse its initial effect, not a yeah. second blast, because they've already <laughs> all been blasted. Well, I guess... Well, well now they, they had to shoot yeah, themselves, the, right? But there would be the one, there'd be one brain then still that would get... Three. Just duplicated, right? Right. So let's see. You blast. You wait. Is it a second blast? Let's see. You blast <laughs> I think yourself. It's a second blast. Um, yeah. So it does make sense. So, but except that for that last one, that number one thousand or whatever, he'll just duplicate once. Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's a. There's your problem. So it is a second <laughs> blast, but one of the the last pinky or the last brain is still around. Yeah, there's at least one extra brain in this world right oh, now. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Paradox. Okay. Oh, something. unless he shoots himself. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I, he shoots himself and just, like, sacrifices himself. Yeah, so it, yeah well, either way, brain. it is sentient beings that we're <laughs> I know, making like, to not exist anymore. It's kind of sad. <laughs> it's a little weird. Well... Uh, this is a pretty good. We're making fun of it. We're teasing it right now. But this was a pretty good uh, comic right here. Uh, yeah. The the they first of all, let's talk about the art. The art looked really good. Like every single panel looked so cool. I mean, they looked on model, and they had different expressions that I hadn't seen. Some of some of the um, shots, I'm like, oh, that looks kind of like copied from a clip art kind of. Animaniacs thing that I've seen on posters or stickers or things like that, but a lot of this stuff I'm like, this looks brand new. Like the mm-hmm. the artist on this, the, the it's the penciler Walter Carzon. Just really outstanding stuff right here. It really looked cool. So first of all, outstanding artwork. Really like good that. inking too by the inker. I... <laughs> Excellent inking. We talked about that last comic about the process. So very good. Just like looking at all these things, I'm like, yeah, oh man, so, <laughs> the penciler and the inker, uh, the letterer did a good job too, I think. Uh, and it was written. I mean, we tease it right there for that little, somewhat of a sort of plot hole. But what cartoon doesn't have plot holes in it? I mean, this one was actually written really well. I think this one, yeah, um, it could be on TV. Why not? Right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's close to that uh, brain's apprentice kind of feel to it of. Lots of creatures running around and having to stop a bunch of small things, you know. But yeah, um, I think this one is different enough that it would be unique, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It had that kind of cloning aspect. You know what I thought of when I was watching this was one movie. Let's see if you can guess what movie I thought of. Mm, um, was it uh, Wacko's Wish? <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
I thought of multiplicity. Oh, yes. Okay. I did think of multiplicity. <laughs> yeah. Because in that, of course, you know, Michael Keaton's trying to get more work done in his house and he makes a number one, number two, number three. Whatever. Hey, number four. Yeah. Yeah. They get, they get dumber and dumber. Well, actually, yeah. Only one of them came out kind of off. It's like when you make a copy of a copy. <laughs> it's not quite right. Anyway, uh, Multiplicity. That's a funny movie. That that movie, I think, I don't know why people don't really like that movie that much. I know our dad <laughs> loves that movie. It's one of his absolute funniest movies he loves, but anyway. Yeah, no, it's a good movie. Um, I like, it, it seems like the brains wouldn't know which one is the number two, which was a whole thing in Multiplicity is they didn't know which one was the copy. And I was just thinking like how weird that would be to like, because like what if they just tattooed like a two on your, your ear, you know, like... And you're not actually the copy, and this other thing is just the oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because at first you don't know if you're the copy or not. When yeah, they first and then you out. All, all, the only way to tell is by looking at the bottom of your earlobe. Yeah, but, you know, anyone could tattoo a two on anyone's ear. You know. <laughs> well, overall though, that was a that was a good issue, good uh, good story, I should say. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the the middle part right here. We have some useless facts. And uh, this month, the topic is hair. So all these facts are about hair. So in the 1800s, rubbing your head with an onion twice a day was thought to cure cure baldness. And so Yakko, Wacko, and Dot are rubbing onions on Dr. Scratch and Sniff's head. Mm. And Yakko says, don't get any in his ears. If he gets any more hair there, he'll go deaf. Um, Wacko, ooh, Wacko's eating an onion, too. And also doesn't have a body. Oh yeah, well, that's not just this disembodied head. Well, but... you know, he's you have to fill in the gaps with your brain, Nathan. That's how art works sometimes. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, the green background kind of t- overtakes Wacko. Yeah, uh, in the back, whatever. He has two floating hands and a <laughs> floating head. <laughs> Maybe he's uh, part of a green screen and he's wearing green. Probably wearing green. Maybe that's he is the green screen right there. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, well, the next one is uh, Rita and Runt are in it, and I'm probably not going to pronounce this one correctly, but it says the medical term for a hairball is a trichobazor. Trichobazor. And yeah. Rita, Rita says, doesn't exactly roll off your tongue, does it? And uh, they're looking at a hairball, and Runt says, definitely not, Rita. You kind of have to spit it out. Because it doesn't Funny. roll off his tongue, it says. <laughs> Like a hairball. Well, the last useless fact right here uh, says, As recently as the 18th century, barbers didn't just cut hair. They also performed surgery. The red and white barber's pole indicated that medical services were available. And uh, this very weird-looking Quasimodo-ish insane barber is cutting Wacko's hair. Uh, Yakko's giving him some money to do the job. Wacko is... This is kind of disturbing. Wacko's like belted down into this barber's chair. Mm-hmm. Wacko says, but I don't need a haircut. And Dot says, that's okay. We told him just to take a little off the top. So I don't know what's going on. Like, what? There's surgery going on right now? It's going to be brain surgery, I think. It's brain surgery? They're going to take a little bit off the top, which is going to be a little bit of his brain, I think. Not a haircut. 
Well, I did know this about barbers being um, surgeons at one point. In fact, I think there's a Saturday Night Live sketch, right? I think about the with uh, gosh, I think it was Steve Martin was the barber, if I'm not mistaken. But um, what did you think about these useless facts? Were there any facts that were were they indeed useless, or were they interesting, or whatever? Hmm. I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to use any of these facts for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they're useless. I I guess. <laughs> well, uh, yes, I just looked it up, by the way. Steve Martin was indeed in a barber sketch in the classic Saturday Night Live sketch back in, uh, oh gosh, this was back in the 70s, it looks like. So there you go. 1978, the medieval barber. There we are. Well, uh, Nathan, why don't you tell us about the brains teasers that are up right now? Oh, boy. Okay. So uh, here we have uh, four different teasers. I mean, the first one's already done for us. But um, basically, they're like these word puzzles. I don't know how to, you know, describe them because kind of kind of had to see the visual things. So like this first one, which is solved for us, it has the word taking and there's a line and then there's the world. And the answer is taking over the world. Uh-huh. So, and then this this first one, there's a there's a dog speaking. There's a there's a little speech bubble. And it says blank wow. And then there's an arrow pointing down. There's the number two. And then there's a person's head with a giant brain in it. You know, and it's, so it's a uh, bow wow. So bow is what your first thing is. And then down to brain. Bow down to brain. Uh, this next one I did not get. I didn't get this one either. I had to look up the answer. I had to, um, look, I had to look up the one. <laughs> I had to look up the ones for really. Um, yeah, the middle one was weird. The, really, the hardest one. The second. Yeah, one. I got. I got the. You know, the first and the third one of the. You know, ones that we had to figure out. But this one, I don't even know how to. So there's a giant D with a tiny S in it. There's a giant E with a letter U in it. There's a giant R with a tiny R in it. And then there's this night falling over, like a yeah. And then so I was like, oh, S and D, U and E, R and R, <laughs> night falling over. <laughs> yeah, I got nightfall. I was like, okay, there's a nice. night that's okay. falling, so nightfall. But I was like, what's yeah. that, der, sir? It's yeah. Like, oh, there's it's sir in, in the der, yeah. so surrender, and that happened <laughs> and then before, before the nightfall. So surrender. Yeah. See, and then when I, but the thing is, before I got it, it was like, what? Nightfall? Surrender Nightfall? What is, why am I surrendering Nightfall? What's going on? <laughs> surrender Nightfall. Like, <laughs> okay, you could have it. No, uh, surrender before Nightfall. Yeah, that was a weird, weird, weird one. It should be, sir in the dur before Nightfall. <laughs> sir in the dur. Before Nightfall. Yeah, sir in the dur. Well, the last one right there is a, just a globe. It's, and It's a globe, and then the letter L, and then there's a, the D-O-M, and then that's in the United States. So it's global dom and nation. Yeah. It's in the nation of, yeah. you know. Well, they were kind of tricky brain teasers, I thought. I yeah, kind of like these one, ones. That one, I was like, world dom yeah. <laughs> Global <Hold on>. dom <laughs> Either way, it was, it, was a, it was a nice little uh, challenge right there, especially after some of these where it's like, you know, Every answer is dot. Yeah, <laughs> that like, was easier, I think, than this yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> that one was slightly easier than this one. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, this one was actually kind of a challenge. So, you know, hey, I'm sure there was kids that just said, uh, I'm just looking at the 
the answer yeah. key on this one. I have no idea how. Right there. Yeah, I don't know how kids would have been able to answer these questions, but whatever. Maybe the bow down to brain. I, th- yeah. I mean, that's definitely the easiest of the the ones on that page. Yeah. Well, oof. tough stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the last segment right here, and this is called "Frankly Frankenstein." Frankly, Frankenstein was written by Dave King. Penciler was Cosme Quateri. Inker was uh, Scott McRae. Letterer, Bob Panaha. Colorist, Dave Tangway. And so this one is, uh, well, kind of felt a little bit like Young Frankenstein in a way. Mm -hmm. The Warners are transported off in a case uh, to Austria uh, to... uh, well, first they think that they're in a soundstage, but they can't see any cameras around. So they're like, well, I guess we're we're actually here in Austria. And so they decide to go to Castle Frankenstein, Austria, because that's, well, that's what the box says to go to. So they take the box on over to Castle Frankenstein, 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 whatever. <laughs> and inside this very spooky very very spooky uh, castle which has a gargoyle with a monogram outside of it with a an F looks pretty cool they knock on the door and then opening the door Dr. Frankenstein opens and it's Dr. Scratch and Sniff? question mark? nope it's not because you can tell it's not because of his glasses he's wearing these evil Almost Sun- cat, like cat yeah. eye. I, know, I guess they're sunglasses. Sunglasses, they're tinted, yeah. They're tinted completely red. Even the handle or the, yeah, the you know the, the, what, that's the handle of the glasses, right? What goes over your ear? What is that part uh, called? I don't know. <laughs> you have glasses and you don't even know what they're called. I wear them. I don't research them. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> They're they're almost completely red, so to make him look really evil, and it almost looks like he's wearing those nineteen fifties cat cat eye glasses, the way that they're pointed down in a triangle constantly. But uh, this is Doctor uh, Frankensniff. Ah, so which kind of is confusing because weren't they supposed to go to Castle Frankenstein? Whatever. Yeah, I don't. So I mean, is... the, well, the peasants always get it wrong. The peasants think it's Frankenstein. And I guess also whoever shipped the crate also thought it was Frankenstein. Yeah, so, oh, whatever. Anyway, uh, Dr. Frankensniff, or Frankensniff, is uh, been waiting for this delivery. And he takes this delivery in, and he's uh, he locks the Warners out. But uh, the Warners, of course, are going to find a way in. Because just like Dr. Frankenstein... Um, or just like Dr. Scratch and Sniff, I should say, they want to torment him. Well, it turns out that nothing really diabolical is inside this uh, crate. It's just movie props that he wanted to put into his house. I guess his man cave, maybe? <laughs> to make it look more dramatic. Yeah. And uh, also because his wife is uh, doesn't like his, his uh, decorations and stuff. So he's a collector. He, like, collects movie props. This guy's, like, rich, too, so that's got to be pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, the Warners get in, and they're all dressed up like the villagers, and they 
chase him around, hit him on the head with a uh, you know a cane and all that kind of stuff, and he eventually chases them out. Now this part was kind of weird. He asks for his assistant, Igor or Igor, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna just pronounce it both ways because I like Doctor uh, Young Frankenstein so much. <laughs> um, he asks for Igor, Igor, and here comes Hello Nurse, and she says, "I'm here, Doctor." Now, other than looking completely bored out of her mind, there is nothing different about Hello Nurse. Mm-hmm. She is just Hello Nurse. Um, so, anyway, he, he she ends up letting the Warners back into the house once again, and they're running around the place and switching on switches, and eventually switch on a switch, and the monster that Dr. Frankensniff has been working on comes alive dun 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 and what is the monster who is the monster you would think it would be ralph the guard because that would make more sense right yeah but it's not (laughs) it's it's for some reason uh it's thaddeus plots but he's all green and he has the frankenstein stitches on his head and and stuff like that and he's in a very bad mood and drooling all over the place. This monster drools constantly. Uh, or having at least foam in the mouth or something like that. Because Wacko says, like, you want to see foam at the mouth too? And this monster is, like, hitting Wacko on the head. He's chasing them all around the place. Eventually Dottie, or not Dottie, don't call her Dottie, you die. You die, yeah. yeah don't do that. Well, he must have called her Dottie because she slaps him in the face and he starts crying. So we found out that, you know, you know, he's not the most scary thing, but he's kind of like a studio executive. You know, they, they immediately say that he's very much like a studio executive. Don't, don't mess with Mother Nature or studio executives. But then you hear, cut. You turn the page, and it turns out that this was, in fact, all in a movie set. And the Warners are all incredibly surprised because, wait a minute. They thought they really were on a movie set, and they weren't in Austria after after all. So that means that, you know, Dr. Scratch and Sniff was just playing a part, and Hello Nurse was just playing a part. And they said, I thought all these people look kind of familiar. He goes, yeah, Scratchy is mad, Doctor. Talk about your method acting. And Plots is a horrifying, mindless monster? Yeah, that part was particularly made for him, but he didn't scare us. And, of course, he sneaks up behind them and scares them. So, And he's really in character still, really method acting, because even as uh, after they've yelled cut, he's still drooling and foaming at the mouth and everything. Anyway, the end, <laughs> as Coco Marx would say. <laughs> uh, the end. The end. Uh, that's a joke for maybe two people listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming if you like podcasts, you might like other podcasts. And, and there you go. Yeah, we won't tell you which one that is. You'll <laughs> never know. But if you know, congratulations. Uh, anyway, well, that was that one. Nathan, what did you think about this, uh, Frankly Frankenstein? Uh, it's cute. Um, it was, it was cute. <laughs> it was I a surprise still... for me. Were, were you kind of surprised at the end that it was, in fact, on a movie set? A little, but also, like, I was also... It was confusing in any way you look at it. It's still confusing, because it's like, 
why are these people so much like scratch and sniff plots and hello nurse especially igor igor uh (laughs) i know um, don't you think they should have like put something like i don't know changed their hair at least made it black or something like that yeah green or something you know and then why would they make this movie with them like why yeah, why not use actual actors? And are the Warners supposed to be in this movie? Because it's sure it seems like it. Because the director seems fine with everything. Yeah, like, nice job, everybody. <laughs> like, I, otherwise, if they're not in this movie, like, what? so I think um, they were making a Warners cartoon. Yeah, but, but they just didn't smart. want to tell the Warners. Well, because they knew the Warners would mess it up if they. Because, you know, the Warners don't want to do anything correctly, right? Right, so I suppose so. They, I think they purpose. they were smart. They knew the Warners were like, oh, we need a Warner movie where the Warners keep breaking into a... <laughs> so, in order, so, so in order for them to do what you want, you don't tell them to do anything. Yeah, exactly. Because if you told them to do this, they would just be like, no, we're going to do our own thing. Like, they're too independent. So I see. They're they're actually All the very Warners smart. are independent. Throw your okay, never mind. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> well, let's go ahead. Let's get to our water tower rating for this comic book. Well, what do you think, Nathan? Out of five water towers, how many would you give? this comic book i'll say oh boy um you know it's so hard because comic books usually aren't very good overall so i'm comparing it to other comic books i'm gonna say it's a four all right yeah um in terms of comic books this was definitely one of my favorite ones i think well, at least you know. Animaniacs comic books, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. So uh, compared to the other Animaniacs, I would say it's it's a very good Animaniacs comic and worth a read. Um, right. So, yeah, four. I will give it a three and a half. I thought that the second one was a little weak. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there weren't any jokes that really stood out for me. You know, like they just, yeah. they're just doing stuff. They're just whacking them on the head and running around the place and the whole jo- really the joke is don't they look similar to the other characters isn't that funny and it's like not really but that's kind of <laughs> nice whatever um but i really like the pinky and the brain one well let's go ahead and get to our contact information so nathan where can people get in contact with you online oh so uh, this is cool i'm on twitter and when did uh, this happen could, i Oh, I've been on there for a little while now, and I have like 50 followers. Django FT, that's me. You can be one of them, and uh, it's awesome. So there you go. <laughs> Let's go. We're going to get Nathan up to triple digits of followers one of these uh, days. I should probably post more. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as for the Animaniacast, well, you should follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, sometimes on Reddit, <laughs> whenever I have time for that. And, uh, hey, head on over to animaniacast.com, and that will show you our all of our archives over at retrozap.com. Retrozap is a great place to go when you are looking for anything, and I do mean anything, pop culture. So whether it's superheroes, video games, movies, uh, and tons of things about Star Wars, 
RetroZap, of course, is the place to be. In fact, you can subscribe to the RetroZap podcast feed and get every single one of the RetroZap podcasts delivered straight to your device for free. Free things. And as a special bonus, why not head over to discord.animanicast.com. That will give you the welcome link to join our Discord server where you can talk to us on Discord and, of course, all the other RetroZap podcasters and writers about anything pop culture that you'd like to talk about. So head on over to discord.animanicast.com. We're having lots of great, fun conversations over there every day. It's a great, positive community, and we'd love to see you there. All right. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated.